This is a homebrew podcast. Welcome back to the Kaleidosphere, a Dungeons and Dragons play podcast. I'm your dungeon master, Nathan, and joining me are Austin, Freya Dusk, the sword between words, Carlos, Chop Razor Finn, when's the killing? Gabe, I am D, that's all you need to know. And Alex, Carlark the Bard, do you speak that language? I know I do. So obviously, this is something a little bit different. Uh, when I run uh, long-term campaigns like To Whom the Sea Belongs, I uh, love doing interludes, which are functionally like video game uh, cutscenes. This is not the same as the Homebrews Convict crew. These PCs might show up in the future as NPCs, but they're not going to be like secondary crew members or ongoing protagonists. We still have Alex from the main crew, but we have three guests joining us today. So, um... Guys, go ahead and introduce yourselves and plug your podcasts while you're at it. Austin from the Homebrew should go first because he'll most likely be a familiar voice for most of our listeners. Yeah, I am Austin from the Homebrew. Uh, I typically play uh, our, our dear bug boy Zeldwin as well as Mordecai. Uh, I am also a artist and writer. Great, thank you. Uh, I'm excited to have you for this little... Uh, cut scene here next let's uh let's hear from gabe hi i am gabe and i was one of the hosts of inner party conflict which was a uh, question and answer based tabletop gaming advice podcast we ran for about five years and uh put out our last episode in january however i will say that uh, we do have some other things in the works sometime in the future so stay tuned all right and uh carlos Hey, yeah, uh, I am Carlos. I have been playing D&D for about four years. I am an insurance agent by day, D&D enthusiast by night, and uh, get hype for the newest homebrew podcast, Power Word Fail. So that'll be on the place where you get your podcasts at. Coming to you soon. Oh, yeah. I- I'm on that one, too. Oh, you are on that one. Oh, you know who else I is on that? It's so I fresh. Think, is it? Is it me? Yeah. It's you didn't know. You didn't get the memo. Yeah. Oh, that's so, not good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If if you are listening to this interlude and you haven't listened to the Homebrews main podcast yet, definitely do that because you're not very cool if you haven't, as Grant once said. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for Carlos's upcoming podcast as well as Gabe's uh, future projects. And go check out Inner Party Conflict because even though they're not putting out any more content, those were five really incredible years with lots of good um, uh, advice for playing uh, main- mainly D and D advice, but also like other board game and tabletop role playing game advice as well. Um, well, thank as well you. Some yeah, some food and uh, <laughs> a little dog bit of a conversation. L- yeah. A little bit of food and dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to give you all a quick exposition. Uh, Basically, the four of you, as well as a few NPCs, have been uh, assigned to the following task. So, you are in the Narrowese city of uh, Taimanat, a day's swim south of the capital by the deep-sea current system. Uh, Narrow, the kingdom, was once part of the island of Pinjarhal, which is where our main party has been adventuring currently. Um, but it is now an underwater kingdom because half of the island sunk after the night of Hell's Breath. Uh, Three days ago, all communication from one of the southern fortified towns went silent. At first, uh, Narao chalked it up to some sort of inconsequential communications error, 
but because of the aggressive and uh, uh, belligerent activities of the nation of Terkanu to the south, officials have decided to put together uh, a strike team uh, to go and investigate. If there are any Turkanese combatants in the area, they are to be terminated with extreme prejudice. Each of you have been chosen to go on the mission for a variety of reasons. So each of you, please introduce yourselves, uh, your characters, and why it is that you are on this mission. Let's uh, again start with Austin. All right, I will be playing Freya Dusk. Freya Dusk is a politician uh, on the books. She will be a Simic hybrid sword singer, uh, but that may manifest a little differently. Um, she's got this dark, super chromatic, almost uh, lavender skin with these long uh, like tentacles instead of hair. And uh, she is dressed in this form-fitting black armor, but overlaced on top of it is this shawl of these pearlescent discs with different symbols and sigils on it, which she will be using as a spellbook. And she has a long curved sword on her hip. Very nice. And uh, why is it that Freya is part of this strike force? I imagine that she got called in because uh, there needs to be some sort of like diplomatic order to this mission. Uh, most of the people on board, I, I imagine, are pretty rough to be able to survive the waves and everything. And though Freya is incredibly tough and very powerful and very strong, she is also very good with her words. Um, so being able to find order in this kind of chaos is her main goal. Awesome. Thank you, Austin. Um, Alex, please introduce your character. Karlark, the High Elf Bard. He is a um, very talented uh, linguist. He speaks roughly five languages. He's learning many more at all times. Yeah, it's always been his lifelong goal to learn as many languages as he can. He wants to just understand uh, as many different beings and people as he can. He is a government official. He works as a translator, so he assists in basically any government need that there could be, uh, which is the reason why he's on this task force to, you know, for diplomacy reasons. If he's able to uh, communicate with the other people, maybe they're able to find out why there's been some dangerous activity from them. Um, he wears, you know, pretty standard, like, I guess, government <laughs> bard robes, you could say. Um, they've got the colors of uh, Ner... Sorry, what's the pronunciation? Narao again? Narao, yeah. Narao. Um, and he's very much just all about the business. He likes to kind of keep things moving, and he wants to get to the bottom of what's going on. All right, thank you. And the colors of Narao are like a... Um coral red like a magenta almost and like a, a teal blue perfect i'd like to imagine that uh y your character and mine are probably probably like know each other a little bit like we're both kind of like political you know like subjects we we probably have been in the same meetings the same offices oh absolutely that's i was thinking the exact same thing <laughs> yeah uh, the two of you probably also know uh, Lola, a noble of mid-tier importance. She's this, like, halfling character down here, who is a political um, 
equal of uh, Freya. Uh, Freya and uh, Lola have cooperated and butted heads a few times in the past, and she has joined this mission specifically to prove that she's no, um, that, that Freya is no braver than Lola herself. Ooh, just constant one-upping. Yeah. Let's see, how about Carlos, please introduce your character and explain why you are on this mission. Well, my character's name is Chomp Razorfin. He is a shark folk barbarian, and he's a criminal. He's killed probably at least over 100 people, scouring the underworld, the darkness, the alleys and the streets, just killing anything he can. He's a killer, and he loves to kill. He's on this mission because, well, if he kills enough people, they might let him go. But, you know, as soon as he's reprieved, or what is that word called when you are forgiven? Pardoned? Pardoned. Yeah. He's probably going to kill again. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and um, Chomp would be familiar with Brosif, this aquatic lizard folk who is also a convict on this mission to try to earn some semblance of freedom. Brosif recently kidnapped a major noble and held her for ransom, Um, and after he made off with the king's fortune of pearls, he got drunk one night and then was found and detained, and so he was on death row, but has volunteered for this mission in in exchange for being um, a lifetime convict instead of being executed. Okay. Come on, Brosif. (laughs) How about uh, Gabe? So, Dia Tesseron, or D for short, is an enigmatic figure, a man of few words, uh, man question mark, I guess. He probably has a reputation of just being a reliable mercenary. His specialties are stealth and reconnaissance, but he can be deadly when he needs to be. Nobody's ever really seen him outside of he's wearing kind of just like a very reinforced uh, diving suit with uh, like a, a breathing mask on with glowing goggles, a glowing mouthpiece. And uh, like I said, he doesn't really talk very much, but uh, when he does, he gets right to the point. So when they when they need somebody to uh, to scout ahead, he's the person they call. Perfect. And um, Diatasaron probably actually knows uh, Kawai, who is this green-tunicked fellow over here. He's actually a triton, but the mini I grabbed was a human. Sure. But he is... A, um, he's an older member of the Narrowies military. Um, he's looking at retiring in uh, just a few months so that he can spend more time with his grandchildren. And so he probably is respectful of uh, the work that D can do, but doesn't like outsourcing to mercenaries. So kind of has like a grudging respect for you. Sure. Similarly, this last character, um, Toby, none of you have met him before. He's just a green recruit that is working under Kawai. Those two are military Three of you are in the nobility somehow, a couple of you are criminals, and one of you is a mercenary. So that's the team of eight that has been assigned to this mission. Um, So from the Narrowese city of Taimanat, you are to head south, or swim south, rather, to this stronghold on the border of Narrowese and Terkanish, or Terkanese territory. On the way, the scenery goes from... uh, tropical coral to barren silt with occasional rock and plant growths as you move south. The lighting fades from bright to dim as the terrain leads deeper underwater, and the sunlight overhead does not reach as far down. Sunlight still filters through the waves very, very high above you, but because water is not completely transparent, it eventually becomes impossible to see the surface of the ocean. 
Uh, when you look up, it's just a lighter blue than it is everywhere else. For the better part of the day, you don't really see anything of note. So do you all, like, make conversation with one another, or are you just kind of focused on the mission at hand? Um, as cliche as it is, uh, D does not engage in conversation unless something important comes up. Sure. That needs needs to be addressed before we continue further. Like, if, if discussion goes towards, like, the mission or something like that, he'll comment on that uh, if need be. But uh, he doesn't he doesn't engage in small talk. Mm-hmm. I think Freya is definitely leaning towards small talk. It's all the these kind of small pleasantries just to kind of get a read on people, trying to see what kind of folk they are, what kind of, what are their interests, what makes them tick, you know, like try, trying to be very observant. Um, I imagine she's probably been in a lot of rooms with a lot of people and uh, it's it's part of her job to absorb the environment as much as she possibly can. Right. Does, uh, I mean, Lola will rise to the bait and she will bicker with you um, incessantly or she will she will turn the conversation toward bickering intentionally. But would any of the rest of you kind of make conversation with Freya? Chomp, meaning I, would probably go over to Freya or at least if she tried to engage in small talk would definitely have some questions or just curiosities. You know, he's a learned, learned shark man. Ah, uh, yes, uh, Chomp, it was. Hey, yeah. hey. how you doing? Uh, well, I've been better. Oh, you haven't killed anyone, have you? Hmm. That's what always happens to me. If I don't kill anyone in a long time, I get kind of itchy, you know. I'll remember to keep that in mind. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So where are you from? Well, Chomp, I was born and raised Il Norao. Lived there for my entire life. But I do find myself in other cities, other towns throughout the area, just for work, mostly. Ah, that sounds like a good life you live there. You would be surprised. You're not the only shark in these waters. Oh, oh, but I'm the only one that matters. (laughs) Have you ever killed anyone before? As per my situation, any questions could be forwarded to my assistant, Lola. (laughs) What the fuck's a Lola? That's a Uh, Lola. I'm I'm Lola. And Uh, yes, Freya has killed a, a great many people. Oh, I see, uh, through the uh, irresponsible legislation that she has passed. Oh, <laughs> so you haven't exactly killed anyone yourself, just just asked to do it. A wonderful PR agent, as always, Lola. I very much appreciate it. What's a PR? Oh, personal relations. Uh, so me oh, and you. Oh, I have lots of personal relations, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Oh, you're wonderful, aren't you? You are like Freya in that way. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, <laughs> I wish it was kind of early. Was it what time? What time of day is it? Is it night or? <laughs> it's it's like late afternoon at this point. The uh, the flickering, like, or the 
I guess flickering is the right word. The the blue light overhead is um, indicative of mid to late afternoon. Okay. Oh, listen. Once we get this job done, even old Chomp can have a good round in the Coral Sea, if you know what I mean. Probably not, but I do appreciate your support, and Lola is only bitter because it didn't quite work out, did it, Lola? It might have, if you weren't involved. Hmm. Alright, I feel like I've stepped in a, some sort of issue here, so I'm going yeah, probably... Do, yeah, we are well. underwater, but it does smell like shit, doesn't it, Chomp? <laughs> well, it just kind of smells like the ocean, really. <laughs> doesn't really smell like shit. Have you ever smelled whale shit, though? Oh, yes. Terrible stuff. I vomited. You over there. <laughs> The one, the high elf, the pointy ear guy. Oh, you know, the linguist, is that what you said? Can I help you? Yeah, what do you think it smells like right now? Do you think it smells like shit? No shitter than it usually does. Alright, well, I guess that's not really an eight so I was looking for, but, uh, well. Anyway, I think I'll just, uh, keep sharpening me axe here. <laughs> Yeah, so as the uh, um, light overhead it continues to darken, it kind of alerts you that on the surface the sun is beginning to set. And ahead of you, it's kind of hard to make this out in the dim light, but you can see the fortified town in the distance. Even in the dim illumination, you can see that there's some sort of shroud over the whole town, like a cloud in the water. A dark cloud shot through with debris. As you approach, it becomes apparent that some of the debris is moving. Sharks, you realize, and that the debris that's just floating listlessly, it's dismembered people. A whole town's worth of savage corpses floating in a cloud of blood. Hmm. Everyone, please make a charisma save. Oh, this is looking good. This is looking very good. That's a 14 for Freya. My first one was a 5. So a 14, a 5, um... I had a 14. 15. All right. This is looking very good. Very, very good. Um, let's see. Each of you take some sanity damage. 33 oh. sanity damage. Some. Some. Wow. And so does that... I'm sure that puts some of you to at least three-quarters sanity. Let's figure this out. Yeah. I am, uh... I am bloodied. Yeah, that's more than half my sanity. Okay, <laughs> I, have, I have a solid 14 points left. <laughs> nice. Okay, so uh, let's see here. How about you, Freya? Uh, I believe my total was 113, correct? Yeah. Uh, so I am doing fine. I'm at like 80. All right. Lola loses it. <laughs> Toby absolutely loses it. Oh, even... uh. Chomp's convict buddy Brosif loses it. Brosif! Oh, fuck us. Right here. Yeah, so uh, Toby and Brosif just turn and, uh, and start swimming away as fast as they can, and the movement draws a couple sharks that finish Toby off. <laughs> Let's see. Lola just freaks out. She completely freezes and just looks to each of you to see how you are reacting. Um, I'm gonna give you each some. Uh, insanity features here. 
and uh, there's some special ones for Chomp. Because oh, no. I don't like hearing that. I don't like hearing that at all. <laughs> someone's dying for me. I don't know who in this party is, but someone's getting killed by me. Yeah, when he asks if you're okay with bloody stuff and then says there's some special features for you having your sanity <laughs> take that much damage. I'm shaking in my boots. And sorry, who 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 does that go to? Uh, sorry, this goes to Chomp. Okay. Oh, I love the taste of humans. Uh, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, many scholars have argued uh, that... It's not technically cannibalism if you're a shark person and they're a human. So <laughs> it's kind of the best of both worlds, really. Kawaii, the uh, veteran soldier, would hear that and say, um, "Personally, I've I've always thought that if uh, if you're sentient and you eat someone else sentient, that that <clears throat> that would become cannibalism." So, Trump, uh, uh, if you could please not eat us, we'd we'd appreciate that. I make no promises. Well, I can promise not to eat any of these, but these little bits flying around here, or floating around here, it's, it smells good. So far, uh, observations that Freya has made is that Chomp is the most predictable person, uh, <laughs> because they will always err on the side of chaos, uh, which is great. Freya thinks that's wonderful. Um, Alright, I'm rolling on insanity tables to see how this site affects you all. So, is it Carlurk? Am I saying Carlurk. We could call him Carl as well. Okay. <laughs> Carl gains a level of exhaustion just overwhelmed by the sight of this. He becomes coral-colored. Coral-colored Carl. Coral-colored Carl. Freya, similarly, instead of gaining a level of exhaustion, you gain one strain, which, Austin, that means that's just a minus one to every d20 roll you make. Oh okay. my god. Yeah, I'm giving Alex PTSD with strain. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, crackers. This is intense already. Woo. We haven't even rolled for initiative yet, you guys. <laughs> this is true. This is just the stuff happening to us. <laughs> and, um... Last but not least, uh, D, you are terrified at the doom before you, and so you have disadvantage on saves against being frightened for the next 24 hours. Sounds great. Doesn't it? Yeah. All right, so in response to this, you you know, you know see all of these corpses floating in the water, just massive clouds of blood over the whole city, sharks floating in and out of the ruins, just feasting on this uh, this terrible sight. How do you respond? What do you all do now? I think that Freya is going to swim behind this uh, little bit of like sea sea wreckage, ship ship wreckage, uh, and kind of beckon everybody over um, so that we can start to strategize, figure out how we're going to get in, how we're going to get out, and so forth. Yeah, the first thing I do is get behind some cover. Okay. As I swim, can I roll a sleight of hand check to see if I can steal a nibble? From like a piece of <laughs> Listen, um, sleight of mouth is something completely slight. different. <laughs> I, I mean, you can roll. I think I'll give that to you. Uh, I think that Frey is probably the only one that might notice. So you're just gonna let me? Just I'm also one. not you surprised <laughs> whatsoever. As I swim over to Frey, I just kind of see like an eyeball. I just kind of take it and put it in my mouth real quick. 
I feel like Chomp and Clacker would get along real well. I, I think they would. <laughs> Alright, so you are you you all have cover from the sharks, but if you're gonna go any further into the town, you'll need to start making um stealth checks. Or fight them outright, if that is what you choose. Alright, so a couple things that we have to consider here. Uh, moving in, we'll need to find a route in. As I'm kind of like looking around, is there any sort of additional cover moving towards the town? Anything that might be uh, a, a landmark of interest that's outside of the swarm cloud of sharks? That is outside of the swarm cloud of sharks, no. But there are enough buildings that you could potentially like swim through a window and out another window and like maintain some form of low profile in that regard you would you would all know this the architecture in narao is a combination of underwater buildings and buildings that are magically um sealed and just have normal air inside them due to the mixed um population and so if you like if you were to swim through a doorway you might drop down on hands and knees onto solid ground and then you'd have to like start swimming again kind of you know run run toward the door and then start swimming at kind of an awkward jump off point but you're all pretty familiar with that, having lived here for a long time. Uh, this is a major trade post. We need to be able to scare this town again to make sure that we get supplies to pretty much the entire region. So we need to move in. We need to dispel the swarm, figure out why they were drawn here. Any survivors we can take back. Sound good? Affirmative. Copy that. Or, alternatively, we could just kill them all. And then be done with it. Kawaii will pipe up. He's the only one who still has any form of sanity left out of your NPCs. They all... Like, I expected them to die or go insane. I didn't expect <laughs> them all to right there on that first roll, but... Whoops. <laughs> anyway, Kawaii will say, We we should uh, also check the fort. During my exposition, I'm not sure if I made this clear, but this is like a fortified town um, that mm-hmm. has kind of a barricade against the aggressive nation that's further south of you and so yeah uh Kawhi would just point out like um if if there are any turkanese aggressors uh you know if this is just sharks then that's one thing but if if there is anyone behind it they'll probably take up in the fort so we should check that as well if we are able to have you heard anything about the turkanese using swarm of sharks to create any type of diversion chaos anything like that before um, well, they they do train sharks uh, sometimes. They, you know, they people on the land use horses. The Turkanese uh, often use sharks. But at the same time, if they if they were to uh, massacre a town, then uh, the amount of blood would simply draw sharks as well. So it's kind of one of those, uh, as the land dwellers say, it's like a chicken and egg situation. Which one came first? I'm not sure, but. Uh, I would not be surprised if there are both wild sharks and domesticated Turkindy sharks in that swarm. Thank you very much. Lola is outside just kind of floating in the water in shock, and a couple sharks come and tear her apart. <laughs> oh. Well, there goes your PR fashion. Ah, oh, that take, takes care of so many problems. Uh, <laughs> she will be missed by some people. Um, I liked her. While the sharks are busy doing that, um, I'm actually going to try to sneak further in. All right, go for it. Okay. 
And now I have expertise on stealth, but I don't know. I wasn't sure how to get it set up on uh, uh, roll 20. Okay, so, so just, just add four add, more. Add four to, to nice. that. So that's a 26. Um, you are stealthier than a shadow underwater. So you guys just look around and D is gone. And Kowal decides as he, he does that. So you, uh, D, move further into the town. Um, are you checking in uh, uh, any building specifically, or are you just like taking a back alley to get closer to the fortress? Uh, just trying to get closer to the fortress. I guess I will keep an eye out for if there is something that looks uh, defensible. Like if I see anybody that is still alive hiding anywhere, then that might be a good spot to uh, stop and regroup and maybe call for the others. But Okay. So I'll have you make a um, perception check. Okay. 21. And you uh, do find um, a household made out of kind of hollowed out dead coral that has signs of li- of like current life in it. Like there's a flicker of light, something that uh, no one would notice if they were like specifically looking for it, but it looks like a hooded lantern kind of tucked behind a window. Okay. Um, how far am I from the rest of the party? Let's say you are 1d10. No, that's... I was going to say 1d10 feet. That's not right. 1d10 times 10 feet from them. Okay. So you're about 40 feet in when you find this town or this uh, house. Okay. Um, I... Sorry, how big of an image can I make with Minor Illusion? I believe a five foot cube. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to just make some sort of a, a visual marker, just like a, make a... Like a big spiral or something, something appear above me, above the house, to indicate to the rest of the party that uh, something is here. Okay, sure. I take that as our cue. Let's move in. Make sure that we kind of clear the area. Uh, anybody necessarily good at helping us all sneak? I believe Chomp might have some issues uh, having discretion. Let's just say that. I can be pretty discretionable when I choose. <laughs> All right. If you get eaten, it's your fault. Oh, I'm going to be eaten, not be eaten. That'd be counterintuitive to what I just told you. Is it hot in here? That's a joke. It's well under the water. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, I will dash through the water. Get Go All over right. to the thing. Uh, I will try to do so stealthily. Sure. Everyone who is trying to be stealthy, go ahead and make stealth checks. Great. Wonderful. That's a four minus one for my uh, strain. That gives me a three. (laughs) All right. I rolled a natural one. So here we go. (laughs) Great. Well, Kawhi was stealthy. And uh, let's see. I didn't see a roll from... Carlurg. A ten. Okay. Well, um, D, after a moment why the veteran joins you but the other three of you make some sort of loud uh, commotion it doesn't take much sound and smell transmit underwater for sharks like mm-hmm. like moths to a light bulb so um go ahead and roll initiative i just had to get a natural 20 on initiative didn't i yeah that's how it works <laughs> i rolled a 22 this always happens i rolled a 21 okay so d should be at a 28 Alex should be at a 22. Correct. Freya, what was your first roll? Seven? My first roll was a seven minus one for the strain. Right, okay. We're going to get Kawhi in here. Let's see. 
So the three of you that made the commotion, I'm putting you up toward the like top right of the map, and then D and Kawhi are down near the center bottom of the map. Sounds good. Um, and are we still down the sanity points? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can regain uh, regain those during a short rest. Such happy sharks. Look at those. I know, right? <laughs> Bruce. Well, I have a mechanical question for you, Nathan. Whenever you're, uh, whenever. This is a great time. So split. Well, um, so I, I probably should have figured this out at the beginning of the thing, but it, I'll do it now. Uh, so in the, in the primer, it mentioned that fighting underwater, any sort of ranged weapon that is not thrown like a javelin uh, has disadvantage on attack rolls. Is that correct? Yes. I'm fine with, with a yes or a no, but my uh, thrown weapon is psychic daggers. Does that count? Uh, d- does that ta- have disadvantage on attack rolls or not? I don't think that would have disadvantage on attack rolls. Okay seems like psychic energy would go through water just fine i mean i I would hope so but hey you know i I would uh i would understand either way and i have another range attack if that doesn't work but yeah no i think you'll be good with that okay um so d you're actually going first yeah you can they you're aware that they have not seen you so you can okay so whatever judgment you want okay uh so there's a bunch of sharks that i see a bunch of sharks and they're between me and the rest of the party, yes. except for, uh, for Kawhi here. Uh, and then do I see these two uh, humanoid individuals over to the side? You do. These are um, Sawagen. That's how I'm choosing okay. to pronounce that. Nope. They are Sounds like, good to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically humanoid shark people uh, sure. with tridents. They're like uh, evil mermen with legs. Okay. I'm going to move over to here. Do I need to make a stealth check to get over there undetected or... Uh, yes, if you're trying to remain unseen. Sure. Well, actually, no. I'll, I'll I'll stay where I am then, and I'll just uh, I use a bonus action to uh, conjure up two glowing daggers of energy in my hands, and I'm gonna chuck one of them at uh, the closest Sawagan. All right. Um, and is that an attack roll? That is an attack roll. Do uh, okay. do I have advantage uh, for, uh, for being, being unseen, unseen. Andor? Yes. Okay. Then I will roll twice. Uh, 23. Very nice. That's a solid hit. Okay. Uh, 26 plus 3 and some sneak attack. Uh, 46. Okay. So 26 uh, psychic damage. Wow. Go ahead and describe your killing blow. <laughs> so I I open my hand and this blade of energy, this, this like dagger of this like dark energy appears in my hand and I extend my hand quickly and it it shoots through the air, not quite like I threw it, but more like I'm directing it through the water, and it just pierces straight through its head. Doesn't leave a wound, but it goes straight through, and then the Sawagan collapses. Nice. Carl is next. Carl. Um, so I will... I'm going to kind of move a little bit behind these guys, you know, squishy little elf bard. Uh, and then I will fire, I will use the cantrip Ray of Frost at the closest, um, what are they called again? The sharks? Oh, I got, oh, I was thinking <laughs> Sahagan. Um, at the closest, not the, not the big shark. I'm going to hit one of those little guys. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so from guess... your perspective, there's like, there's a swarm of six sharks. Two of them are very large. I guess I'll hit, I'll hit this one here. Perfect. Okay. So you shoot off to your uh, right. Yes. Oh, there crit. it is. 27. Woo. Nice. Crits, we're going to do uh, 
for uh, attack rolls, whether it's weapon or spell, crits are maximum damage, and then roll your dice again. Wonderful. So that is uh, 16 plus 12, which is 28 uh, frost damage. Dang. So, uh, Carl, go ahead and describe your killing blow. Oh, yes. So the shark just completely freezes over and like a slight, what would you call it? Like a little current kind of blows by it under the water. Mm -hmm. And it's just barely needed enough pressure and the whole thing just kind of disintegrates, not disintegrates, but it just breaks into a million pieces. Yeah, like shatters. Mm -hmm. Nice. It's so funny, like with mid to high tier stuff, I will design encounters and I'm like, there's no way these guys are going to survive this. And then it's never an issue. <laughs> it's always how it goes. The ones that you're afraid that, everybody, that you're going to have a, a difficult time with, the players just blow through no problem. And then the one you're like, nah, they'll just, they'll, they'll get through this easily. And then it's almost a TPK. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Chomp, it is your turn. You saw the thing I whispered to you earlier, right? I did, yes. Is okay. that scenario before me right now? Um, <laughs> it is not. Just want to okay. be sure it's on your radar. Oh, I <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. I really know. <laughs> um, okay, so I would like to bonus action rage, and uh, as anyone who would see me, you would see him just kind of like hunch over, and he starts to kind of muscles tense, and his his like teeth glare as he just starts going oh it's a very good day a very good day right now and he's gonna move 30 feet I can't really see anything in front of me right now so I'm just gonna I was right here so 5, 10, 15 20 that's that's all I got so uh, that's it yeah unfortunately alright that brings us to Kawai, um, who is uh, going to use his commander strike to let uh, D make another attack if you are willing to use your reaction D. Oh, heck yeah. I'm going to throw a, a psychic blade at uh, this small shark here. All right. So um, that is a nine. And a nine is going to be a miss. So I throw a psychic blade. This one uh, gets caught in a wave and goes off in some random direction. Yeah, that brings us to the giant sharks. And then Freya will be on deck after that. The psychic blade got caught in the current with my ice shard shark. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So the giant shark is going to swim on up to Freya here. Yep. And uh, just make a big old chomp at you. Does a 17 hit you? Uh, I believe it normally would because uh, my AC is 15 but as the teeth kind of come down at me you guys see these almost translucent chains uh, latch onto its teeth uh, as I cast shield Ooh, nice alright so it does not take a big old bite out of you but the second shark is going to swim up and uh, try to chomp chomp and uh, so Chomp, let's see, does a <laughs> 21 hit you? It's gonna chomp chomp. Yeah, the chomp chomp. Uh, the chomp yes. did chomp chomp. Did the chomp chomp the chomp chomp when he If was a chomp chomp, chomp could chomp chomp, <laughs> it could chomp for 27 damage. <laughs> oh, holy oh, shit. Right, that fine. answers that. Fine. Uh, okay. You do have it because you're raging, so 13. 
Oh. And uh, that's all for the giant sharks. Freya is up. The large shark that just tried to bite me, it swims up. I clash it with these translucent chains, and I draw my sword, and you guys notice that the blade is just as long as the handle. It's kind of like set in the middle. And I swirl it around with a kind of charge to it that is a 23 to hit. Amazing. Uh, 23 does hit. And that's 14 damage. All right. And I get to strike again. That's a 22 to hit. Yes. For six piercing. And then I am going to Misty Step Away. Very nice. For some reason, my Subwagon and Small Sharks did not get in initiative, so they're just going to go between Freya and top of the order. Oh. And then we'll be back to D. Um, because you threw a Psychic Blade and it missed, these guys are aware of you now, uh, D sure. and Kawai. So they're going to swim on over and see if they can have a nice little feast. Friendly little feast. Hmm. Yeah. The three smaller sharks that are still alive, um, two of them easily have enough movement to get down there. I'm going to check this last one. And so against D, does a does a 16 hit you? Yeah, 16 is my AC. Okay, so that's going to be 2d8 plus 4, 11 um, piercing damage. Uh, oh, shoot, and I already used my reaction, so I can't uh, reduce that. Indeed. You live and you learn. Yeah. The second shark was going to attack Kawhi, but then it smells your blood and uh, decides it wants it. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so uh, 24 ooh, ooh. is going to hit. Yeah, that's going to hit. And that's 14 uh, bitey damage. And then the last one here is going to attack Kawhi. And I think that actually misses Kawhi. Uh, when that first one attacked me, it actually, like, uh, it bit into something else first before it got to me. I had I had some temporary hit points uh, hmm, Okay. when it hit me. Nice. And yeah, Kawhi is able to ward off the, uh, the bite. Also, I forgot to mention this. Because you are underwater, you can move vertically up and down if you want to. Um, I'm assuming you're all within 5 or 10 feet of the floor right now. But if you want to swim up, just use, like, click on your token. I'm assuming you're able to edit your token. If you're not, then I'll do this. But use your nameplate to signify how many feet up you are. The uh, Swagen is going to go, and then we'll be back to D. And Swagen is going to swim over and throw his trident at Kawhi, and he's gonna miss. So we're back to D, followed by Carl. Okay. Um, first, I'm going to I'm gonna make two more blades, and I I, I mistakenly thought it was a bonus action to do so last round. It's not. It's just, it's just part of the attack action. Um, so I'm gonna make some blades, and I'm gonna attack the one that uh, is the the one uh, to the north, and uh, I'm going to attack that one since we're both in melee. I don't get advantage, but I get uh, I can do sneak attack at least, assuming I hit. Yes. So, first attack. That is a uh, 10. Is a ten. Uh, but then I attack with my offhand, uh, with my uh, blade for my offhand, and a 10 again. <laughs> and a miss again. Uh, um, so that, I believe that is my turn. All right. And uh, we're on to Carl. Trump is on deck. Uh, Carl is going to use something that I decide on right now. Uh, he's going to use <laughs> Guiding Bolt at the uh, the big shark, the southern big shark. Nice. Guiding uh, Bolt is such a good spell. Right? Uh, yeah, I've never really played much of a spellcaster before, so I had a lot of fun yeah. choosing what I wanted. 
So that is a 22. That's a big ol' hit. All right, let's hit four. Oh my god, are you kidding? 12 damage? <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> That's really sad. 46, yeah. But the next attack against him has advantage. Uh, yes, next attack roll made against the target before the end of my next turn has advantage. Yeah. All right, uh, any movement? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get behind her right down here. I'm gonna move a little bit over here. All right, and chomp. I think uh, Freya side-eyes you as you cower behind her. <laughs> <laughs> DM, I'm so sorry. I can't see uh, within 30 feet of any of my friends who are injured currently around me? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Not you're all alone. whatsoever. If oh. you're, you're sandwiched if, if you between can't... two big old shark boys. Yeah, if you can't see, uh, then uh, it doesn't apply. Like, range, okay, range is restricted by vision. Gotcha, perfect. That's good, good to know. Well, uh, Chomp, I'm yourself, is gonna look at this bad, this guy right here. Uh, maybe. I hear this one right here, and he's just gonna say, Oh, thank you for coming to me. It's gonna be a really good day when I eat your guts. And I'm gonna go ahead and attack the first time. Such a jolly fellow. A 24 is a hit. Okay, and then should I just do it one at a time, uh, or should I just go uh, in terms of damage? Um, Yeah, do them one at a time. Like, I don't think you're gonna kill this thing in one hit, but in the future, in case that happens. Okay, perfect. 12, and then um, for my uh, bloodlust feature, when you hit a creature with your bite attack and the creature was not at its maximum hit points, you gain temporary hit points equal to the damage you dealt. Is that per hit, or is that just the first one? Uh, The temporary hit points don't stack. Yeah. Oh, they don't? Good. Okay, well. So I I believe it's like once per round or something. Can I just keep the highest of the number then, or just want to clarify that real quick before I... Keep yeah, going. let's let's say once per round. So on your first attack, like if you hit, you'll have to choose: do I want this one or do I want the second attack? Sure, perfect. Then I'll just go ahead and attack again here. Cool. Twenty-three is a hit. Okay, perfect. And um, let's see which one is that. Eight plus three. I'm gonna actually re-roll that eight right there. That's just a feature that I have. Um, the savage attacker feat I have. Do you need me to say that, or do you you get? Um, I don't remember what it does, so I need you to... Once per turn, when you roll a damage for a melee weapon attack, you can re-roll the weapon's damage dice and use either total, so... Ooh, nice. Perfect, so so that's a total of uh, 27 slashing damage, and you just see Chomp with this great, beautiful, coral, great axe just start slashing and laughing maniacally as he does it on this big old shark boy there wonderful neither of them are quite bloodied in 40 terms but you're you're doing work on that one for sure Kawhi is gonna just make an attack against the uh, same one that d tried to hit and hits it for i don't remember i'm gonna say 1d8 damage and uh, it is freya's turn freya's kind of backed up next to a building so she is going oh, no. to curl her body up and kick off of it as she swims up to the shark that she previously hit and she is going to slash at it twice again her sword resonating with this uh, vibrating energy and that is a crit baby nice. 
so that is 11 piercing and 7 thunder damage. Alright, let's go. And I'm going to strike again. Uh, a 21 to hit for 3 piercing. That most certainly hits. Uh, and just for the fucking thrill of it, uh, I'm going to push off and swim back. And he's going to get that juicy attack of opportunity on me. Oh, he's going to take that. 16? Uh, that just hits. All right. For 18 chompy damage. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, anything else from Freya? Uh, no. Okay, so two bites against our friend Chomp. First bite is a 22 to hit, and second bite is a 23 to hit. Those both hit, well, right? Well, those... Well, oh, yeah, well, those those definitely... That's that's a hit, for sure. Yeah. Total of 41 <gasps> Well, fuck me sideways. Okay. Um, yeah, like one of them's got you by the shoulder, the other one's got you by the like leg and or tail. You're just you man, you being a shark folk barbarian, you're strong enough that they can't just like swim away and rip you in half. Like you're still holding them together. But, oh, this is no longer fun. <laughs> <laughs> got two uh, reef sharks that are gonna attack D. Actually, all three are gonna attack D because feeding frenzy. That's how yeah, they like good. to do it. I get it. 14? 14's a miss. 15. 15's a miss. 13. 13 is also a miss. You are, um, well, okay. I forgot they have a um, feeding frenzy, blood frenzy oh, no. advantage. So oh, no. um, normally I would just take the second roll because like it's roll advantage by default, but I'm just going to re-roll them three times just for fairness. Okay. 11, crit, Ooh. and a, a 10. So... Hits, Two yeah. of them still miss, but the crit hits uh, for total of twenty-seven damage. And I will use my my uncanny dodge to uh, reduce that by half. Nice. So 13. only thirteen. Still more Good than I would have liked that. to take, but yeah. Um, and the Tsawagan is going to swim up and try to jab your friend uh, yeah. Kawai, and he's going to hit. So Kawai takes um, some damage, and it's going to be back to D's turn. Okay. Yeah, like 20 seconds ago, I was not under attack by three sharks, but things change, I guess. I'm going to attack the same one, the one that uh, that Kawhi hit last round. Um, yeah. I will attack that one once, and then I'll decide whether I want to attack again or disengage and try to maybe leave Kawhi to take some of the heat. Does a 15 hit? It sure does. Ooh, awesome. Okay. So I will um, do some sneak attack on that as well. So that's... Um, I'll just make it all in, in one roll. So I slash into that thing and deal 27 points of psychic damage. Very nice. Cleave it in half or however you want to do that. Well, so, I mean, it. I do the action of cleaving it in half, but the th- it just goes, its body is unharmed. It just goes limp. Sure. Nice. And then I see, but if I disengage, they're still probably going to come after me because I'm bleeding. Kawhi is bleeding too now. He got hit by the Sawagan. Oh, okay. Well... I'll at least get out of being flanked, whether flanking has a mechanical benefit or not. So I'm going to um, use a bonus action to uh, disengage and move. Um, I'm going to try to move over here to the other side of the Sawagan that uh, just came at us. Sure. Okay. So I just kind of like, I, I just swim out of uh, out of the precarious situation I was in. Yeah. Sharks aren't all around you anymore. Right. Carl and then Chomp. Carl is going to use blindness slash deafness at level three on both the sharks. 
surrounding Chomp, and he's gonna attempt to blind them. It's a con 15 save. Right, let's see. They are good at con. First one fails. Second one also fails. Got a 14 and a 7, so... So they are both blind now. They are both blind. Nice. So they uh, they also have Blood Frenzy, meaning that they would get advantage, but now it's just a normal roll instead, uh, since they cannot see their targets anymore. So Chomp is up next. After being mauled by t- basically two sharks... Uh, I'm trying to chomp me up. Uh, you just see chomp. I'm gonna get you, kill you, put you in my soup. And he's gonna, again, attack twice uh, uh, on this poor shark here. Freya's gonna look backwards towards Karlark and say, Didn't we, didn't we outlaw shark soup? I feel like that was a thing that we we got rid of. You know, I'm gonna let him just do what he wants to right Jesus. now. I don't think, I don't think we're in any situation to interrupt him. Uh, twelve and eleven. Those actually both miss. Dang. Would it be with advantage because of my blindness, or because of the blindness? Um, I don't remember. I think it might be. Please, a blind target. Please blinded, do. A blinded creature can't see and automatically fails on the ability check. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. There you go. Oh, so both Crazy. the 12 and the 11 miss, so that's advantage, but now you have one more attack. Well, that hits. Yeah, 20 Do one hits. more. What if you crit? Maybe oh. you 20, yeah. Oh. All right, okay, so just perfect. one hit. Okay. For 11 yeah, damage. Um, does, does that include your uh, barbarian rage damage? Does It does not, actually. So that's great. So yeah, that would be 14, but I'm going to re-roll that. Um, okay. And then let's see what I get here. So I'm going to deal six more damage to it from your previous two hits. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and take the 14 damage. Yeah. And then I'm going to use a bonus action uh, based off of my frenzy um, to go ahead and use the bite attack, which is a... Uh, D6 plus a three. Nice. So that is nine points of piercing damage. I don't remember the bite attack. Do you have to roll to hit, or is that just like after you hit someone? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I might actually have to roll, and I got a little jump the gun there. But I think um, you roll as like an unarmed attack, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought, that, too. My bad. I thought I it was the same one. attack as Clacker's bite. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Um, we won't keep that damage either. Um, let's see here. Uh, but I'm just going to roll a d20 to see if I hit. Plus seven. Ooh. You crit. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, keep that well, damage. That's, well, that's lovely. Um, and then, uh, so that's a 2d6 plus three. But I also get an additional bite because I crit with my... <laughs> oh, <laughs> So... That is 3d6 here, which is a 12, plus... Plus your rage. Plus the rage. So that should actually be... There's 1, 2, 3, so that's plus 9. And then the plus the rage, which is another 3. So that's 18, that's 30 points of piercing damage. <laughs> Wait, um, you you only add your like strength modifier one time. It's not per die. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Well, then uh, lay that. And then, uh, 24. So, yep, thank you. I'm not good at the math. So, 24 piercing damage. Excellent. And then I gain 24 temporary hit points. (laughs) 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 So, you just see Chomp just, 
you know, he'll miss with one swing, then he'll hit the other, and then he just sees the blood, he just, and he starts just biting the frick out of this other shark and just starting to eat it. So anyways, I just start chomping. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good, that's a good one. Uh, Kawhi's turn, uh, unless you want to move for anything, Sean. No, no, no. I'm I'm staying here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Having a good time with Bruce. Kawhi's Never gonna use his, period, so. his attack again to give um, uh, D uh, the chance to use his reaction. Uh, do you take him up on that, or do you not this time? I'll go ahead and take him up on that, in the hopes okay. of killing this uh, Sawagan. Yeah. So... Ah! It's a miss. Yeah, that one's gonna miss. Nine. Um, yeah, he does have two attacks, so that was... Uh, he gave one of them to you. He's going to use his other one, which also misses. Okay. All right, uh, big sharks go, and then Freya goes, and then little sharks go. So they're going to chomp back with an 18 to hit chomp and an 11 to hit chomp. One of those hits. Cool. 20 damage, 10 damage. Okay, mm. perfect. And Freya. Freya's pretty sick of these guys she is going to swim up to the large uh one of the large sharks that is swarming chomp and she is going to spin some resonance into her sword strike out at it it's a 21 to hit yes for four piercing and two thunder All right. and then a second that's a 23 to hit for three Nice. So nine damage total. Yes. One of the two large sharks is bloody. The other one is pretty close to bloody. They're both uh, feeling it a little bit. Anything else from Freya? Are you going to back up again? or? No, I'm not going to back okay. up. I'm going to stay in the fray. Uh, All right. So these two smaller sharks are going to swarm around um, Kawhi because he is close. So 14 misses, 23 hits. Kawhi takes some damage. And uh, the Sawagan will attack him as well, and then it will be back to D. Uh, go ahead, D. All right, I will once again attack the Sawagan for a 25. Yeah, that's a solid, solid hit. Let's go ahead and roll some sneak attack. 22 points of psychic damage. And it's gone. Okay, so I've done that, and um, I will uh, I will move to the other side of one of these sharks and uh, make a uh, bonus action attack against that one. Nice. Uh, 13. 13 does hit. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, So uh, four damage on the second attack. All right. So the the Swagin, I I, uh, stab him, and he similarly just, like, goes limp, and then I deftly swim to the other side of the shark and uh, slash at it, but not in a vital area. Yeah. Uh, Psychically vital area, whatever that is. And that is my turn. Nice. That, that long silence from me was me trying to figure out what a psychically vital area was. <laughs> I don't, no, I'm saying it, yeah, it wasn't. I like got him in his, in his tail or something. Right. All right. So Carl and then jump again. Carl is going to attack the uh, southernmost big shark. And also, I don't think we told the listeners at home, the icons for the big sharks on the map are Bruce from Finding Nemo. <laughs> yes. They're adorable. <laughs> That's how, actually, that's how I imagine them, uh, like, he's he's smiling right now, and that's how I imagine Chomp was when he saw the um, flurry, the little tornado of dismembered humans and blood coming toward mm-hmm. us. Yeah. <laughs> I was very excited. <laughs> uh, oh, so, um, Carl is going to use Ray of Frost on that southernmost one. Oh, critical oh, crit miss. Fail. That is a seven. 
Uh, and it's just gonna fly right by him. Yeah. Oh wait, I have. Would this count as? Uh, would I get advantage because he's blind? <laughs> yes, actually. Good catch. That is a twenty-one now. <laughs> nice. That's a hit. Quite I was just just to spite Gabe. I was gonna have the crit fail make you freeze the entire ocean and kill everyone. <laughs> <gasps> TPK. I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that is obviously uh, a joke. Go listen to all of Interparty Conflict, and you'll hear Gabe ranting about that. There you go. Oh yeah. my. So that will do really seven damage. Yeah, I mean, seven is better than a crit fail. Yeah. But that's 2d8, and I got seven. That's. Yeah. <laughs> it's disappointing. Uh, and that'll. I'm gonna just move. Yeah, I'm gonna stay where I am. Sounds good. And uh, back to Chomp. All right. Well, Chomp is gonna do his thing. He's gonna. Mm-hmm. He's gonna try to kill this person. Let's see here. Gosh, man, I'm too many screens right now it's killing me right now small i know i feel you jeez and crackers i get advantage though so i'll roll that one again yes. oh my that's the same <laughs> as last time <laughs> it's 11 yeah. and a 12 man this blows all right let's do it i'll do it right this time there's a 15 hit a 15 does hit we're looking okay. for a 13 okay perfect so all right and then i'm gonna roll that i'm just gonna re-roll that one i'll take the 12 and i'll once again bite that's an 18 to hit. And then we'll go ahead and do the bludgeoning. Oh, it's piercing. So D6, belay that one. Man, why does the Barbarian have so many dice right now? Um, that's a 1 plus 3, so that is 22, right? Oh, I, okay, okay, so you're adding up all of the damage. Yeah, um, all the damage, sorry. Got it. Yeah. Yes, it is okay. 22. I already did the 15, so I'll do 7 more there. Thank you. Yes. So 22. Uh, 15 slashing and then 7 piercing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I thought you were getting the 22 from the one you rolled on the damage die. I was like, I'm not not sure where the numbers are, but yes. Oh, he's got a plus 21. Enough. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alright, Um, back to Kawai, who is surrounded. He's gonna throw one of his attacks over to uh, D and make his own attack on the mm. shark that's between the two of you. I will take it. 20 total. Nice, so D hits... Um. Kawhi misses, so you can go ahead and roll damage. And because it is not my turn, it is someone. It is another turn. I can make a uh, snake attack. Yes. So twenty-one psychic damage. Yep. Cool. You find a psychically vital area. I find the most psychically vital part of its tail, and I stab that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it just goes limp. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right, big sharks, and then Freya. Uh, they are. Well, the one that's been squaring off with Bruce is obviously going to go for Bruce. Just a straight roll from advantage and disadvantage canceling out. A crit fail. So it bites the other one's tail. That is, there is no mechanical effect. That's just flavor. It does one psychic damage. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, One sanity damage. There you go. Yeah, and uh, the other shark, I'm just going to roll a a d2 on a two, it attacks Freya, because both of you have lost some health. It attacks Chomp for a 15... That hits. All right. And it's going to be 18 damage, 9 damage to the okay. Barbarian. Great. And back to Freya. Freya's going to do what Freya does. She's going to attack twice, once with a resonating sword. That is a 16 to hit. Uh, 16 does hit. Uh, 10 piercing, 4 thunder. And then swing again, 17 to hit for 7 piercing. Nice. So you're, yeah, they're both pretty bad off. They're um, 
you know, all of your bleeding into this like cloud of blood that's over the whole city. Um, contributing I'm not to bleeding. It. Many of you are bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> contributing to this cloud. Um, Alright, back to D and then Carl. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. One, one small shark first. Sure. Small shark misses. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to huck a uh, uh, psychic blade at it. 12. I you think are going to miss. Oh, okay, cool. 12 hits the small ones, 13 hits the big ones. Awesome. Mm. 21 <laughs> points of psychic damage. Jeez. Sneak attack's good. Um, it is. I missed He's down it. to one health. Uh, oh, well, in that case, I will use my offhand, and I will huck a slightly smaller uh, psychic dagger at it. Uh, I don't do a sneak attack, but I do at least one point of damage. That's a yes. 20. Yeah. Yeah, you take it out. Uh, any movement? I will move... Um, I will move north. I'll move uh, closer to the rest of the party. All right. And um, that brings us to uh, Carl. Carl is going to do another Ray of Frost on that more southern one again. Okay, with advantage. That is a 15. A 15 hits. All righty. Let's hit for nine damage. Nice. Slowly and but surely. He's just going to keep hanging out over here. All right. Chomp. All right. Uh, you just hear Chomp yell, Oh, I'm loving Ace Blood everywhere! And he's going to go ahead and do his uh, first attack with advantage. They're still blinded, correct, before I roll this? Uh, correct. Yeah. Okay. So the first one's a 21. And the second one's a 21. Look at that. Nice. That's two big old hits. Okay, perfect. And then I'll go ahead. I'll re-roll that one. Okay. Oh, never mind, doesn't matter, both fives. Uh, and then the second attack is ten. So that is uh, eight plus thirteen. So that is twenty-one. Plus I'll use my bonus action to bite. You might course. want to use your bonus action to bite the other one because you just dismembered this first one. Yes! Oh man, perfect. You see this coral axe just chomping and just cutting that poor big shark into smithereens and then he's just gonna bonus uh he's gonna look around and says oh don't worry love i got more for you and he'll just bite it uh, man why can't i do my thing here does a 12 hit uh 12 would not hit uh, you have okay. advantage though because it's blind perfect I believe that hits, though. A 26, a 26 will hit. <laughs> 26 yeah. will definitely hit. Uh, so I'll roll my damage die there. Okay, 2 plus 3. Uh, and then the uh, Barbarian Rage damage. So that would be 8. 8 points of piercing damage. Yes, 8 points to the big shark. It's going to take a chomp back at you. And then we're on to Freya. So against chomp, does a 22 hit? 20, I'm assuming 22 hits. Yeah, my AC is 14, by the way. So Is what? Is 14. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so 22 halved damage back to the Barbarian, and then Freya. As the shark is trying to tear into Chomp, Freya is going to slash across its side for 22 to hit for 4 piercing damage. Uh, and then make a second attack, which is a crit, baby. Oh, All yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, that is an additional 15 piercing damage and three thunder damage. And describe your killing blow. 
as that second slash comes through, it wreathes the shark in this vibrating energy and then just vaporizes as it booms. And the meat kind of fries off of whatever sharks have as a skeleton. I'm pretty sure it's it's mostly just like cartilage, cartilage. Yeah. you know? So there is this like goopy cartilage uh, structure that's left in its wake. Nice. And Chomp is just like, it misted uh, in this cloud, this shifting underwater cloud of blood. Yeah. Well, there we go. Freya is going to look over at Chomp and say, are we done here? Can we move on? Oh, yes. The metaphorical dust settles. The uh, cloud of blood continues to waft around you all. You can definitely move on. We're actually going to call it here for the night. So this will be a two-part interlude. But we will pick up shortly to see what other horrors you might find here. This has been the Kaleidosphere, to whom the sea belongs. Thank you for joining us on our epic voyage. If you enjoyed this, then please like, share, subscribe, and leave a hopefully five-star review. Uh, Also, if you can leave a written review, that would be monumentally helpful to us, and you would be the real MVP. Any method of spreading awareness helps us out a ton, so we're grateful for whichever method you do. Um, Also, word of mouth is great. If you would like to get in touch with us, and we would love to hear from you, you can go to linktree slash the kaleidosphere. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash the kaleidosphere. Our Twitter, Discord, email are all on there. Um, We all hang out in the Discord, so pop in and say hi to us. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Uh, This campaign is dedicated to Brandon, who we hold in loving memory. To Whom the Sea Belongs is a campaign set in the Kaleidosphere. That's kale like the vegetable, Ido, I-D-O, sphere. Join us next week as this motley crew swims deeper into darker waters.